Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, weight, calories, and other mental health issues. I will make sure to preface every episode with this trigger warning in case there is mention of something that you may not be able to handle. This podcast is meant to be an educational and mind-opening podcast to the scary world of eating disorders and what they can do to you. Even though I want this environment to feel safe for everyone, please proceed to listen with caution. This show will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Everybody and welcome back to Reasons for Recovery. If you aren't aware, this is episode 19, which means that we are just one episode away from hitting 20 podcast episodes, which is amazing. Uh, if you stuck around for this long, you're a real one, and I just want to say thank you so much for actually sticking around and listening to me for this long, because in April, it will officially be one year since I started this podcast, which is crazy to think about. I cannot believe it's almost been one year, and we're almost at 20 episodes. I've collected over a thousand listeners since then, and that just makes me so happy to hear that the number just keeps growing and that more people keep reaching out because that means I'm helping them and I'm helping out with their eating disorder recovery, and I love that. So for those of you who are in eating disorder recovery right now, I'm proud of you. Keep fighting because there is a light. And even when things seem difficult, you're still going to reach the end of that tunnel. So just keep it up and you'll eventually get to where you need to be. Speaking of getting to where you need to be, though, uh, like I said a few episodes back, it's 2022 now, a brand new year, which is absolutely crazy to think about. I'm honestly very proud of myself for getting this far from making it to 2022 not to sound like kind of pessimistic but i can definitely tell you that the chris in 2019 would have never thought that she would have seen 2022 because of how much she was hurting herself so i'm just so glad that i'm here i'm very happy and healthy here in this uh, new year of 2022 and There are so many things that will be happening to me this year or have already happened this year. So it's exciting. It's a jam-packed year and I'm just pumped to see what this new year brings me. I mean, like I said, this year is going to bring me a lot and it already has. Most of you know that I moved into a new house this year. I moved in the very beginning of the year on January 1st. I started applying to many different jobs that um, apply to my career path, which one of them I might be getting. Uh, I got accepted into one job and another job just messaged me like today uh, saying that I was eligible to compete for a position. So we're making moves. We're, we're, we're doing stuff. <laughs> we're being, you know, an adult now. <laughs> so uh, there's that. Uh, I got into two different organizations through my university. And, of course, the rest of this year will be very amazing, too, uh, as I am ending this year with getting married, as all of you know by now. (laughs) So there's lots to unpack this year, which means time to start setting things straight and getting some goals for the new year in order. Yes, I know some of you are probably like, oh my gosh, Chris, please don't tell me this is like a new year, new me sort of thing. No, Not really. I don't want to make it sound like that because I know a lot of people cringe at that kind of concept. I'm not really one to actually set goals in my life each new year. 
I'm kind of bad about doing that. But this year, I decided that I really want to take control and make this year a great one. Um, because one, like I said, a lot of big things are happening this year. And two, because my eating disorder was not too kind to me in 2021. And I really don't want that to follow into 2022 with me. Yes, even though I am almost two years post-eating disorder recovery, it'll actually be two years uh, in about two weeks, on February 24th, actually. But I still have many, many struggles from time to time, even though I'm, like I said, almost two years post-eating disorder recovery. And like I said, 2021 has been very hard for me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was a... It was a very hard year, very hard getting through most days because my eating disorder took over a lot um, and kind of won over uh, many times, <laughs> but I decided it's a new year and a lot is happening to me this year, so I need to set some goals for myself that will benefit my recovery journey. This way, I can have an amazing year and no eating disorder habits or thoughts can get into my way. So today's episode, going ahead and diving on in, is going to be about what goals that I plan to give myself in 2022 to help benefit my eating disorder recovery and how it will help me avoid those thoughts at the best of my ability. So I know it's already a month into 2022, but it's better now than never. Uh, and it took me a while to kind of come up with some goals that I really plan on sticking to because you know a lot of people set goals every year on the new year and they only end up sticking with them for like a couple of weeks or a couple of months and then it's just kind of down the drain but I really wanted to take some thought into this and come up with a few goals that I plan on sticking with the entire year and hopefully into the next year and the next year and the next year after that. But just really quick before I actually dive into um, my goals for this year, I just wanted to say really quick that I actually got this idea from another eating disorder podcaster. Uh, I've talked about him before on here once already, and I've used him in an example uh, before. His name is Bobby, and his podcast is The Bobby Podcast, and you can look it up in the description. I have it listed in the description for you to go check out. Um, in that podcast, he talks a lot about his eating disorder journey and basically kind of has the same exact content as me, where he's just trying to help out people who want to seek recovery. He also has a lot of amazing TikToks um, where he posts more content on eating disorder recovery and how food is good for your body and how you shouldn't feel ashamed about eating food, you know? So if you're interested in him, like I said, all of his information is in the description for you to check out. You can go watch or listen to his podcast and go check out his TikToks because he is a great TikToker, uh, one of my favorites, definitely. And Bobby, if you somehow on this planet somewhere are listening to this for some reason, <laughs> you probably aren't, but if you somehow come across this, uh, this podcast, please let me be on your podcast. That would be so amazing. Somebody out there has to have a connection with Bobby. If anybody out there could be like, Ayo, Bobby, can you please allow Chris to come on your podcast? That would be amazing because I will literally do anything. You're literally my favorite TikToker and I love your podcast and I would just be so honored if I were able to go on your podcast because I just love it. I love listening to it or vice versa. I would love for you to come on the podcast, like on my podcast and talk with me about literally anything. Like that would be amazing. So 
if you are for some reason listening to this, let's let's talk about that. Let's let's uh, trade, you know, podcast ideas and uh, be guests on each other's podcast. That would be freaking amazing. Uh, this is totally not me fangirling or anything right now, but you know, just just think about it. <laughs> but anyway, like I was saying, this idea of having goals for 2022 relating to my eating disorder recovery was inspired by Bobby. So thanks again for giving me this idea for this episode. So to get started, I have a list of five ways that I want to better my relationship with food and do better at battling those thoughts that my eating disorder can bring to me. And if you want to use any of these goals at all, like if any of these pertain to you and you would love to use them, please go right ahead. Feel free to use them at the best of your ability, whatever you want to do with them, uh, if you think that this will definitely better your mental health and your recovery journey. These are just some goals that I set for myself personally. I took a lot of time thinking about them. Like I said, it took me like a good month to come up with all this. Um, but if you think that these apply to your life too, go ahead and use them. I do not care. So let's get into the different goals that I have set for this year. So for the first goal, I wanted to tackle dealing with thoughts that I have as soon as I wake up in the morning. I don't know about you, but a big thing that I had and still have when I was battling an eating disorder is that right when I wake up in the morning, I just instantly feel bad about myself. I don't know if that's just me or if that's a universal thing. Pretty sure it's a universal thing, but one of the first things that I do and have done is I look in the mirror and there were many times in 2021 and past years that my first instinct when I wake up is to go and body check myself. This is a very, very difficult habit to break and coming into 2022, I really don't want to be like that still. I, I don't want my first thought right when I wake up in the morning to be, oh, let me go see what I look like in the mirror, you know? That shouldn't be the first thing to come into my head. I mean, usually right when I get up, I always feel very groggy and like sluggish, even though I sleep well, but <laughs> my mind instantly tells me to like go look in the mirror to see what your body looks like. And a lot of the time I body check myself, I don't like what I see. I'm just going to be straight up honest with everybody. I don't like what I see every time I body check myself in the mirror. And that's because my mind is so used to seeing skinny and it's still hooked on wanting to see that even though that's not what I need to be. I don't need to be like I used to be. Even though I'm still in the process of training myself to not think that way, it's still super hard, of course. And when my mind doesn't see what it wants to see, I always get that little thought in my head to like not eat breakfast or eat something really small um, or work out extra hard today to, you know, combat with the way that I look and feel. And I definitely don't want to keep that trend up in 2022. So my goal that I'm setting to deal with this is that every morning, right when I wake up, instead of heading straight to the mirror, I occupy myself with a brief five-minute devotion. So this is going to allow me to get my mind in a positive state and make it to where my eating disorder thoughts just won't even really have time to come into my brain because I'm resting in positive readings rather than going straight into the negatives the moment that I wake up. Now, this devotion could be anything for you if you plan on using this goal. For me, my devotion I'm doing is this year-long uh, Bible devotion with scriptures and messages uh, followed by a prayer each day. That might not be what you enjoy, uh, but 
personally, this is what helps me and soothes my mind the moment that I wake up. And it gives me a fresh start to my day. I've been doing this consistently now for the past month, and it has really helped me out tremendously with battling those negative thoughts that I have the second that I wake up. My second goal that I have set is opening my mind to the idea of new foods. For me, I lived off of a lot of safe foods in 2021, basically eating the same thing almost every day because I found comfort in only certain foods, which is not a very healthy mindset to have. I remember throughout majority of the summer of 2021, I always ate uh, oatmeal for breakfast and that was not because I was fixated on it or like I enjoyed it. I do enjoy it, but it was a safe food for me at that time and I really did not want to branch off into anything else for breakfast because I was just so set on having oats because it's deemed as healthy, you know, and I remember I did not grow tired of it at all throughout the summer, and I still love oatmeal to this day occasionally, but over the summer it got to the point where I was eating it every single day for breakfast because I was too scared to branch out and eat something else. And like I was home for the summer, so my mom would always be like, hey, do you want me to cook this for breakfast? And I would always tell her no because I'm making a bowl of oatmeal, and (laughs) it wasn't that I just wasn't interested in what she was cooking and that I really wanted oatmeal, it was because oatmeal was like my safe food during that time, and I didn't want to branch out and eat anything else, and this was not a very healthy mindset to have, and I'm very glad that once the semester started back in the fall last year, I was able to break that habit, (laughs) but in eating disorder recovery, you have to be open to the idea of new foods and just trying new foods that originally would make you very scared and uncomfortable. We all know what fear foods are at this point, and if you deprive yourself of a certain food for so long, then that food is going to slowly become a fear, and we do not want that. That is why a lot of people that go on certain diets end up not just cutting out food, they end up becoming afraid of it because they cut it out for so long and they're so strict on that that it just becomes a fear of them. And I remember when I started keto, uh, never do keto if you're listening to this, um, that was the roots of my eating disorder journey, you know, starting keto. I was not allowed to eat any sort of bread and so I cut out bread out of all my diets and bread ended up not just being something I didn't want to eat, it was slowly turning into a fear. And I remember my first fear food distinctly being bread and any sort of bread products. And that wasn't because, you know, I was on a diet and I wasn't allowed to eat it. It was because I had deprived myself of it for so long that I was just terrified of putting that back into my diet. And that's not okay. So I really do not want to still have that looming fear of food over me in 2022. I want to be able to free my mind of that as much as possible. So this year I plan on opening the idea of trying new foods that I usually wouldn't or just trying foods that I know what they already taste like, but I'm too scared to like adapt them back into my diet. So if I'm at a restaurant or something, for example, and I see something on the menu that by intuition I really want, then I will eat that item regardless of anything else that pops into my brain. As someone in recovery, you do not want to be ignoring your intuition. If your heart desires a certain food, but that voice in your head keeps telling you no, that's when you say no and eat it anyway. You say no to that voice in your head and you go with what your heart wants. 
So this year, I am challenging myself to really face my intuition and trust it, hear it, and act on it when it comes to food. This will really help heal my relationship even more with food and help me open up my mind to the idea of other foods, regardless of if they used to be a fear or not. And of course, I'll be fighting off that eating disorder voice at the same time that I hear every day, and that'll get me closer and closer to making that voice quieter so I won't hear it as much as I currently do. For my third goal, I want to put myself out there more. And you're probably thinking, how in the world does this have to do with food or an eating disorder at all? Like, putting yourself out there, that has nothing to do with eating disorders. Well, in past episodes, I told you guys that I would avoid public things like places or hangouts with friends very often because I was afraid that food would be involved and I was terrified of eating around other people. I'm not gonna lie, um, I've been very reluctant many times when it has come to events where eating was involved or when a friend invited me out to dinner or something and I did end up going to a lot of these things, but like I said, I was very reluctant and my eating disorder was very loud and proud when it came to eating around people. And I really don't want that to follow me into 2022. So when a person or a friend or whoever asks me like, hey, come and eat with me or come to this event with me, I will immediately say yes, even if my eating disorder voice will tell me no. If I'm not busy at that time, immediately saying yes is like what I need to do. Immediately cutting to the chase and agreeing with that person to go to whatever it may be, that will throw off my eating disorder voice. If I allow myself to really think about it, then that allows the voice to come in and take control and have a say-so. Because if you really think about it, the only reason that I allow my vo- my eating disorder voice to take over and make me Uh, like not go to public events is because I sit there and I overthink and I think way too much about it to the point where my eating disorder ultimately takes over and says no you don't need to go out with friends like there might be food involved you don't want to deal with that but if I'm not busy when someone asks me to go to something I have no need to like overthink about it I have no need to sit there and really really think about it If I just immediately go like, yes, I'm not free right now, yes, let's go do it, then I'm just completely cutting out any time or chance that an eating disorder could come in and like take control of me and make me say no. It's just like that first goal that I made. If I get right to business with my devotional first thing in the morning, it won't give that eating disorder time to take over. And by the time those positive thoughts are in my head, the negatives won't, you know, have any time to really come in and take over. So the same applies here. If I know I'm not going to be busy at the time when someone wants me to come to an event or like hang out with them, I will instantly agree to it and accept the food that will be there. I know that sounds like an obvious goal, but trust me, it's actually really helped me out a lot. Last year, I allowed my eating disorder voice to take over way too much and I turned down eating out with friends or going to events many times Um, and even a lot of times over the summer when you know all of my friends were home at once and you know they're wanting to hang out catch up and every time they're like let's go grab lunch and catch up I would always be like making up an excuse and 
pretending like I had something to do, even though I didn't. I just was scared to go out in public with them and eat because that was a terrifying thing for me. Um, but this year, that's already changed. It's already changed a lot. Uh, the other day, my friend wanted to go get lunch after class, and without even hesitating, I said, yeah. And at that point, before I even knew it, there was no turning back, and you know, I would have to accept eating in front of people, and I did. I was able to sit down and happily eat with my friends and talk with them because I didn't allow time for that voice to take charge of my thoughts. I know that if I just stay calm and go straight with my intuition, things will be okay. But if I give my mind too much time to think about a simple question like, hey, you want to go to lunch? Then that voice is going to set in. But the more that I practice cutting right to intuition and just going straight with my gut, the less that I'm going to hear that voice. Now for my fourth goal, this year I plan on completely cutting out nutrition labels. Yeah, it's going to be a big one, but by this I mean that I want to plan on this year to never look at nutrition label or at least try in every way possible to avoid seeing nutrition labels or just worrying about the calories on it in general. This is still a huge struggle every single day for me, of course, because calories are right there in your face. Nutrition labels are everywhere. There's no escaping them. Something that I've had a hard time with since my eating disorder started is looking at nutrition labels and like what's in this certain food that I'm about to eat. And if I'm being honest, it got really, really bad last year. Um, I found myself constantly looking at nutrition labels and actually measuring things out to the perfect portions, um, again, that were so-called serving sizes, you know. I was, if like a box of rice said that the serving size was half a cup, I would exactly measure out half a cup. And that's a, a hint of disordered eating right there. That is something that I used to do every single day when I was in the depths of my eating disorder. And that's really something I never wanted to catch myself doing again once I had started recovery. But I found myself doing it a lot as of late, and I kind of need to pump the brakes on that now while I, um, while I can before it turns into something worse. It really hit me that this needed to be one of my goals because I'm getting married in December, and I don't want to be constantly thinking about oh, how many calories are in this wedding cake? Or how much would a serving of this finger food be? Like, it's my wedding day. It's not supposed to be a day where I'm constantly thinking about food and how many calories are in certain food. That's supposed to be a day of enjoyment and love and fellowship. And I don't want to ruin that with my disordered habits. So because of that, this goal is one of my biggies. It's one of the biggest ones that I need to accomplish out of all five. If I were to 100% go through with any of these goals that I'm setting with this year, it's got to be this one. This is the most important one to me. So how I'm going to tackle this goal is just by completely avoiding the label in any way possible. When I pick up a certain food that has a nutrition label, I just make sure that the label faces away from me and that I don't see it. Sometimes it's very hard to avoid calories nowadays because they're labeled on the front and the back. Um, so what I do is before I can really catch a glimpse of what the calories may be, I will scratch it out with a Sharpie or I'll take the label off completely. 
This seems like it would be very, very difficult. Like, you know, how are you going to avoid a label or calories when it's like literally on everything? But it's actually not as difficult as it sounds. I've been practicing it a lot this year already and it has worked perfectly for me. You know, when I go to the grocery store and I'm by myself, uh, if I pick up a food, I just make sure the label is away from me. And if I uh, can see from a distance that the calories can be labeled on the front, I can pick it up just in a certain way where my thumb is covering it up or just like it's not going to be seen by my eyes, you know, something like that. It sounds very difficult, I know, but it's actually very helpful and it has helped me out a lot. And I do grocery shop alone sometimes, but usually when I'm grocery shopping, uh, I do it with my fiance or my mom or something. And that's a bonus because then I have someone there that can just throw things into the cart before I can even get a chance to see the calories or info on the label. And my fiance, speaking of him, he is also most definitely a keeper because just to make sure that I don't slip up and see any numbers, he goes out of his way to mark out all the calories for me with a Sharpie. And I love him so much for that. It's the little random acts of kindness that mean a lot to me. Um, But if I'm by myself, yes, it is a lot harder to practice those goals. Uh, Even, you know, with like scratching it out with a Sharpie, usually I just take the label off completely before I can get a chance to see it. But if that's not an option, like say if it's a bag of chips or something and that's like imprinted on the bag, then I just try my hardest to blindly scratch over the entire label with a Sharpie. And it it does work. It, It does help me out a lot. And I still manage to get it done and we're doing good so far. And now my last goal of 2022 to help combat with my eating disorder will definitely still continue to be not weighing myself or trying to figure out what I weigh. Now, if you remember, I've been very good about this since 2020. I have not weighed myself since August of 2020, but I just want to keep this goal and keep this going into 2022 as well. Especially with my wedding coming up and having that feeling like, oh, I need to get in shape for it. Like, I got to fit into my wedding dress and stuff like that. I definitely need to keep this goal in mind. Because yes, of course, there's not any single thing wrong with getting into shape. But if you have an eating disorder like me, it'll be very hard to make that into a healthy thing. You know, it'll become disordered very, very quick. So it's going to be and has been a little bit difficult for me to not see what my weight is because I've actually been going to the doctor a lot recently, uh, which is something that I haven't really talked about. I'm fine. I just had to get a bunch of tests and uh, like a procedure done on me very recently for my reproductive health uh, because it's not in the greatest of shape. And with me getting married soon and also just to get generally a little bit healthier, I had to make a lot of visits to a medical center recently to get that taken care of. And with going to the doctor a lot, that means I'm getting weighed every single time I go in there. They always have to check your vitals. I I don't really understand why they have to get my weight every single time I go in there. Like, yeah, I get my blood pressure and like my temperature and everything. That makes sense. But like the weight, I don't quite understand. (laughs) But, you know, I've made a whole episode about this already a few weeks back. So check that out if you want to, to learn more tips about like ditching your scale and stuff. But Uh, I talked about in that episode a trick on how to avoid seeing the number when you step on the scale, and that's stepping on the scale backwards. Uh, But as soon as I get off of the scale when I go to the doctor, uh, every time that I've been recently, it's so tempting to look back and see what those numbers say. So one thing I'm telling myself is that 
it's better for me mentally to not know what's on that scale because you know what good is that doing for my health mentally if I knew what those numbers were you know I know the second that I see the number on that scale it's it's going to all hit me all at once and I know that I will feel like I want to relapse and we definitely don't want that so I just talk very positively to myself when I have to get weighed at the doctor and it just kind of helps soothe me and not feel so anxious and now with living in a house, a new house, uh, I made sure that there is no scale in sight and that a scale does not enter my house. It will not be allowed and will never be allowed. And like I said, with my wedding coming up, there will probably be a little voice in my head saying like, hey, you need to lose some weight so you can look better in pictures. But I'm not going to listen to it because that doesn't matter. I'm perfectly fine with the way I look now, so why do I need to change that? Yes, I work out frequently, but I do it in a healthier way now, and I'm not going to let that stupid voice dictate my health and determine, you know, you need to work out harder because I know that'll send me down the wrong path. I know that I'll look completely fine at my wedding and I have no reason to lose weight, so I'm perfectly fine with everything and the way that I look, and I have no reason to weigh myself and change that. So, there you guys go. Those are my top five goals of 2022 that will help me fight off my eating disorder tendencies. I think that these are pretty reasonable and sustainable goals that will work if I just stick with them. And of course, like I said, feel free to use these goals if you really think that they could help benefit you as well in 2022. If you are in need of any sort of professional help and are willing to uh, seek recovery and you think you're ready to seek recovery uh, this year, I have links to websites and hotlines in the description of this episode that you are very free to use. Of course, these goals can help you out a lot this year with your recovery journey, but you also have to remember that reaching out and getting help is a big thing too. So if you haven't done that already, try to make that your number one goal this year if you haven't and and try to seek professional help. And of course, If you need anything at all or would like to give me feedback on the podcast, my Instagram and my email are in the description for you to use. You can DM me or message me and just let me know what's up, you know, whether you need uh, help reaching out or you don't quite know how to do it, how to start uh, your recovery, or you just want to talk or give some feedback. Just send it my way and I would love to hear from you all. But that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you all have an amazing day, an amazing week, whenever you may be listening to this. And remember to stay safe and healthy.